Hi, I'm Michael Stiddle. And I'm Nick Nannels. And welcome to Trendline. Uh, Nick, we have three weeks to go in this election campaign. It's been a bit stressful. Uh, you know, it's a Monday. How, how do you relax on the weekend? What, what do you do? Well, last weekend, I went to go see the Ottawa Atletico. That's the Canadian Premier League game. I watched that and uh, I painted my bathroom. How's oh that? My That's gosh. what pollsters do to uh, relax. You know, you, it's you, kind of... Uh, you were moment literally... Of moment of zen with the roller. <laughs> you were literally of... watching the paint dry just to relax. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now we've got three weeks to go. Uh, I think the, the story early on, Nick, was, the, you know, the great electoral reset where uh, any kind of presumed advantage that the Liberals have seemed to have been washed away. Uh, where do the parties stand now? Well, in the latest Nanos tracking for CTV and the Globe and Mail that was just finished last night. We had the Conservatives at 32.7, Liberals 31.3, New Democrats at 20, Green Party at 5.9, Bloc at 5.8, and the People's Party of Canada at 3.6. Oh my gosh, that's close. Um, actually, you mentioned the People's Party of Canada. I'm, I'm curious yep. about this. The leader, Maxime Bernier, is not in the national debates. How, how are they still hanging on to three something uh, percent? Well, you know, I think it's a parking space for some disaffected and angry voters. It's probably also a parking space for some folks that uh, don't like mandatory vaccinations. Maxime Bernier is the, I believe, and I'm pretty sure the only federal party leader that uh, has not embraced vaccinations, why don't we mm -hmm. say, compared to others. So it's a bit of a political parking space for the, for the disenfranchised and angry. Uh, now, in terms of uh, the two front runners, the Liberals and the Conservatives, they seem really locked in a in a tie now. But uh, national numbers are one thing, and and how that how that translates into an actual seat count in the House of Commons is quite another. Uh, wh what do you think is uh, going on there? Who has the advantage? Well, if we remember, Michael, back in 2019, the Liberals lost the popular vote. Mm -hmm. but were able to form a government in the House of Commons because they had more seats than the Conservatives and Andrew Scheer. And the other thing is, is that the distribution of seats, distribution of support that is for the Liberals was much more efficient at, uh, at, at generating seats. Now, let's put up a board and let's take a look at the, I'll call it the roller coaster ride of seat projections that Nanos has been doing back mm -hmm. since uh, June 2019 and uh, check out the trend line. It's basically wow. a rocket for the for the conservatives, and uh, I don't know what the opposite of a rocket is. Well, I guess it could be a rocket going the other way for the liberals because uh, back in July they had a lock on 171 to 170 seats, even before the too close to call, and that's mm. down to 111, and it's basically uh, a tie for all intents and purposes. This is because. Conservative support is much better distributed in this particular election than in previous elections. The Conservatives are much more competitive in Ontario, and that's one of the key battlegrounds. Hmm. And it looks like Aaron O'Toole's, what I'll say, positioning on things like mental health, positioning on what I'll say him being pro-choice, has probably broadened, the, uh, broadened the, the potential for the Conservative Party in a lot of different parts of the country. So the old structural advantage of the Liberals is not as strong as it is right now, according to the latest seat projections based on the polling that was just done last night. Wow. Uh, and Nick, uh, I, I want to talk about the NDP for, for, uh, for a bit. 
So uh, sometimes when when people sort of in the middle between the liberals and the NDP see the conservatives on the rise, they, they tend to maybe shift their their support. Uh, what What's the story with the NDP right now? Well, the NDP are holding their support at around 20% nationally. That's still a, a pretty good number, better than the last election for the for Jagmeet Singh and the and the New Democrats. The big question, I think, I think the breakout moment, potential breakout moment for the NDP could be the debate. Mm. Uh, I think a lot more Canadians, because the race is closer and much more competitive, I think a lot more Canadians are going to tune into the debate. They're going to be looking not just at at, at Aaron O'Toole and Justin Trudeau, they're going to be looking at Jagmeet Singh. Uh, because there are going to be some progressive voters that are going to be looking at at Justin Trudeau and wondering, do we want to stick or do they want to stick with with Justin Trudeau as part of that progressive coalition or do they want to support Jagmeet Singh? So I think that's going to be the interesting dynamic in the debate that's coming up mm-hmm. on September 8th and the 9th. And they've got one shot. It's it's one English language debate and one French language debate uh, for this short election. So that's that's a lot of pressure on them. I think it's a lot of pressure on all of the federal party leaders. Uh, for for Aaron O'Toole, I think because uh, his personal brand has improved over the last while, I think he's just got to get through it. Hmm. Uh, but Justin Trudeau has high expectations. Uh, Jagmeet Singh has been in a number of debates and has done well in past uh, past leaders' debates. So there'll probably be an expectation that he'll do well in the debate. But the big question is, who is he going to attack and in what order? That's the big question. Hmm. Now, speaking of uh, personal brand, Nick, how do they stand in, in terms of uh, preferred prime minister numbers? Well, uh, where we have Justin Trudeau is at 30.4% of Canadians nipping on his heels as O'Toole at 27.9, Singh at 19.5, and then the rest. Um, and, you know, the key takeaway here is that when we look at compared to that August 12th base, you can see that Trudeau's down about uh, five percentage points and O'Toole is up a full five percentage points on his personal brand. And this has been the big story of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Toole exceeding expectations and being competitive with, with Justin Trudeau and his brand improving over the course of the campaign. Uh, in terms of uh, Liberal leader Justin Trudeau, uh, in, in the news lately, we've been seeing uh, a lot of protesters, uh, especially anti-vaccination protesters, at his campaign events. Um, he had to cancel for security reasons an event recently. Um, Will this actually improve his his standing as in terms of preferred PM as sort of a champion of vaccinations or how how does that play out politically for him? Well, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag because on the one hand, it's not good for any campaign to be disrupted. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it also puts a spotlight on Justin Trudeau and uh, some Canadians who are not happy with his position on forced vaccinations for federal government uh, employees and stuff like that. At the same time, whenever there's that kind of focus, it's an opportunity to put a spotlight and to respond. And I think it would be fair to say that Justin Trudeau has been reasonably measured in his response, uh, not as sensational. And at this, I have a prediction. I think I think he's trying to be measured in the short term because I think he's going to keep his powder dry for for the debate. There's no mm-hmm. use in attacking O'Toole and trying to draw him out on this when Canadians might not be paying as much attention as they will during the debate. So. How about this for a prediction? We'll see whether I'm right or wrong. There will be some sort of vaccination uh, bazooka. Can we call it? Yeah, bazooka. Sure. Bazooka sure. That, the, that the Trudeau liberals will try to launch against O'Toole. And I'm sure the O'Toole folks are getting ready for something. Uh, but I think Trudeau's uh, trying to keep his powder dry. And probably even if there are more disruptions, we'll just 
even, I don't want to say even Stephen, but even Keel and uh, wait for the debate to take, to try to land a big punch on Aaron O'Toole. Wow. Uh, Nick, as always, thanks very much. Thank you. And where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Nick, N-I-K Nanos, or you can go to www.nanos.co. And I'm also on Twitter at Michael Siddle. You can also find uh, more information about what Nick and I have discussed at ctvnews.ca, including Nick's latest numbers. Uh, and please also sign up for Rachel Aiello's election dispatch uh, newsletter. Thanks very much. 